All right, before we go any further, I need to remind you guys once again about our wonderful partner here at Love the Star. It is Boomer Jacks. Brian and I have been telling you guys about them for several months now. We love whenever you guys tag us in your photos from Boomer Jacks and let us know that you're hanging out over there and the wonderful experiences that you're having, especially the, the best time for you to go, especially if you're a big fan of wings, are Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Tuesdays are half-price bone-in wings. Wednesdays are half-price boneless wings, but they have great deals the rest of the days of the week as well. They have drink specials starting at $3, $15 buckets of beer. It is a wonderful atmosphere. The coldest beer you will find anywhere around, wall-to-wall TVs, live music. It's just an ongoing party all the time. Whether you're looking for a spot for happy hour with coworkers, somewhere to watch the game with friends, somewhere to have dinner with the family, Boomer Jacks has you hooked up. There are 17 DFW locations. You can find yours by going to boomerjacks.com. That's boomerjacks.com. All right, Brian, uh, some of the news out there as, as we're starting to get some of these names trickling out of guys that are going to be released or uh, who have been released. Uh, one of the names that stands out here uh, to a lot of Cowboys fans is Bobby Wagner. Uh, the Rams are going to go ahead and move on from Wagner, who is almost 33 years old. A lot of people thought he was past his prime. He played fantastic this year for the Rams. He was one of their few bright spots, still playing at a very high level. Uh, showed it as a blitzer, showed it in coverage, uh, run defense. We already know he likes Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn likes him. They've got a relationship. Um, he's a player who he talked about after he went to the Rams, gave interviews and said, oh, yeah, I mean, I wanted to go to Dallas. That's where I, I, I wanted to go. So we know that was where he preferred to go. Uh, but, Brian, when you you look at the prospects of Bobby Wagner being a free agent again, and I'm going to lay it out here in a sec how I think the money could work if they were willing uh, would you take a chance on Bobby Wagner here in Dallas? Yeah, the question you have to ask yourself, is it Bobby Wagner or Leighton Vanderish? That's the question you really have to ask yourself. Which one would you like to have? I know for a fact, uh, talking to my gang of seven, I had three guys get back to me, and to a man, they were adamant that Bobby Wagner can still play and play at a high level. Uh, I talked to some people around the league also about that, might know what the Cowboys situation was when it came to the contract. And they really, really weren't close. You know, Bobby Wagner wanted to be here, but they really, really weren't close. And, you know, his value and potentially what the Cowboys has a value uh, wasn't close. So I kind of felt like that maybe some groundwork had been laid there, much like with what we're talking about with, uh, with Odell Beckham, that you've Mm -hmm. kind of gone through the process of courting and you've kind of figured out numbers and where it needs to be. Uh, this is going to be about, yeah, if Bobby Wagner wants to play for the Cowboys, this is going to fall under the it has to be for the right price situation. But, I, I mean, as much as we talked about Leighton Vanderish being back, and we were you and I both were uh, on board with that, having Bobby Wagner or having Leighton Vanderish to me would be a pretty good, pretty good get, if you ask. Now, my question here is, is that, you know, you, you heard they didn't they really weren't anywhere close on a deal. Do you think the way that Bobby Wagner played last year and showed what he still had, do you think they would have been more willing to make that deal last year if they knew where he was at? I think probably Dan Quinn probably told them this guy could still play at a high level, you know, and Will McClay is a defensive coach by trade. So he probably evaluated Bobby Wagner himself. I'm sure that Dan and others were saying positive things about him. You know, they just looked at their situation and said, hey, we can't, you know, we can't do this. We've got young guys we need to look at. We've got Leighton Vanderesh. We've got Barr. We've got, you know, they probably saw a lot of a lot of a lot of guys in the in the room 
and that probably deterred them from going after Bobby Wagner. But if Dan Quinn was the one standing up on the table for Bobby Wagner and he played the way he did, I think they need to listen to Dan Quinn next time he brings up a player. So here's my my suggestion here for you, Brian. What if I told you that you can get Bobby Wagner here? You're, you're going to have to commit to him for two years, but you get Bobby Wagner here and you do so without ever having him cost in those two years more than $6 million on the cap. Are you interested? Always. So Bobby Wagner's deal that he signed in Los Angeles was for five years and $50 million. Uh, mm-hmm. So five years, $50 million is what he signed. He ends out getting, uh, after bonuses and some other things, I think he got a little over $10 million of it uh, is what he ended up making on the deal. Uh, so what was left on the deal, the, the thought was that Bobby Wagner, would there wouldn't be an out on the contract really until after the third year. These next two years, he was due to make $18.5 million. So if the Cowboys approach Bobby Wagner and say, Bobby, look, essentially we want to sign you on a two-year $20 million deal, fully guaranteed. We are going to give you all that money that you thought you were getting with the Rams these last two seasons. We're going to match it. In fact, we're going to go a little bit above it. Two years, $20 million. And if he's interested in that and says, yeah, okay, then it's the same discussion they've had with several other players before, which is, okay, in order to do this, got to tack on some void years or some empty years where it it needs to be able to make sense for us. So if you make him that promise and tell him you'll give him two years, $20 million, here's what you could do. You sign him for four years, $40 million, Brian, okay? Yeah. That is guaranteed. That's the first two years, the $20 million. Give him a $16 million signing bonus. So the way that the cap hits work, I'll try to explain this as best I can for people who aren't familiar with it. The cap hit is your salary plus whatever prorated signing bonus you have. So when you get a signing bonus, in this instance, if he got $16 million over four years, the NFL would say, okay, well, so you don't have to eat that charge all on one year. We're going to spread it out evenly over the life of the contract, up to five years. So that would be... Four years, you divide 16 by four. All right, you're going to have to take a $4 million cap hit on each year. Okay, no problem. So the $16 million signing bonus is 16 of the $20 million you've guaranteed him. You give him $2 million in 2023. You give him $2 million for a salary in 2024. His salary plus the prorated signing bonus comes out to $6 million for a cap hit in both years. Then 2025, his salary jumps to $10 million a year, which is the average of the contract. And at that point, if you were to release him after the second year, uh, you end out obviously taking on some debt money because the prorated cap hit accelerates. But you release him and you free up $6 million on the cap in 2025. So I tell you, you can have a cap hit in 23 and 24 of $6 million, And then in 2025, you can free up $6 million by dropping him. Does that interest you from a financial standpoint? Yeah, you sound like you've talked to his agent about this already. <laughs> he doesn't have an agent. He represents himself. So uh, I, th- I think I think you've got uh, you know I I think that's a very well thought out um, uh, way of operating. Uh, I kind of wish that the Cowboys would have figured something out for him last year. To be honest with you, I mean that would have been nice to have him. Uh, you know, the defense probably would have been even better. But yeah, I, I think that I think that your logic, uh, the 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 salary, the the bonuses, the cap hits, all those things are very well thought out there. Now, the only problem there, and, and tell me if you think this would give them any pause or if it would give you pause if you were you, – you did pro scouting. You you stood on the table for Leroy Glover coming to Dallas. Um, 
So would it give you any pause that he is entering his age 33 season and I don't have a good way to get out of this contract for two years? I would have to commit to we're locked in for two years. No, no getting out of it early. Would that just, give you yeah. pause? Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. This guy, there's uh this guy's got that football gene in his body where I feel like that if you had him for two years, you're going to get the absolute best out of him. You you look at the games played, this guy doesn't miss games. He just doesn't. I mean, it's a He's got that warrior mentality. He he loves football. He loves the opportunity to play football. I don't think you have to worry about guys like this at all. I really, really don't. Then the other question would be, because under this assumption where I'm, I'm stacking up a contract like this, you're approaching Bobby Wagner from the idea of, hey, you thought you were going to get these next two years before you were going to be a cap casualty. We'll match it. In fact, we'll go a little bit above. Does a 33-year-old linebacker, no matter how well he played, does his level of play, the fact that he showed what he can still do, does that drive up his price any, or does it balance by saying, yes, you showed what you can still do, and that's why you're not getting paid less than you were going to get in Los Angeles? Yeah, yeah. You're still a 33-year-old linebacker. Yeah, I think the I think you've got the I think you've got the contract structured right. I'm not going any more for a 33-year-old linebacker, but I'm not taking you down to veteran minimum either. You know, I'm making sure that you're that you're where you need to be paid. Now, you said you think you got to pick one or the other. Is there – if Leighton Vander Esch is willing to come back on one year, $5 million, is that is that an investment? Like if we if we were to take this Bobby Wagner contract, let's say it played out this way, you'd have to give one year, $5 million fully guaranteed to, uh, you know, uh, Leighton Vander Esch. Would that be acceptable to you? Do you say that's too much? $11 million, I don't necessarily want to commit that to two linebackers that have their issues. What would – what would you – would you be open to that? Man, I I think I would take Bobby Wagner over Leighton Vanderesh. I just think I would. I don't feel like that I, like I said, Leighton Vanderesh. I mean, my man, he plays at a very very high level, but there's always going to be those couple of games where we're probably not going to have him, you know. And I that kind of worries me. And we've seen it. He has a history of the stingers and the neck thing, but he plays. He comes back and he plays and he plays and he plays and he plays at a high level. I just feel like, though, with Bobby Wagner, I got a difference maker. And not that, man, it sounds terrible to say that because I think Leighton Vanderish can be a difference maker, but not to the level what Bobby Wagner is. If he gave me a choice between one or the other, I'm taking Bobby Wagner over Leighton Vanderish. But does it have to be one or the other? Would you be open to have – if it's just a one-year deal, would you be open to, to have – Oh, both? absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, think, absolutely. I think that makes your linebacker core really, really strong. Absolutely. Nick. Absolutely. Yes. If it, but I, I, In my mind, I'm kind of thinking I can have one or the other. But if you tell me that Leighton Vanderish has no other interest around the league and he would come back for a one-year deal again, I, I have no problem with that. Is it – they, they clearly have fallen in love, or Jerry Jones has fallen in love with the just the idea of Odell Beckham Jr. as a cowboy. Odell yeah. Beckham Jr. obviously has a lot of questions. People don't know exactly where he is at as is at as a player. If you were in that personnel department, would you be arguing for it? Look, I, I understand we like Odell Beckham Jr., but before jumping into this, why are we not using these funds on a position that we need help at where we feel much better about what that guy can do now? Yeah, I, I think the thing with Beckham – What's interesting, Bobby, and I know you're getting into it like I have with the draft. Mm-hmm. I just I just don't feel like, and I keep ref- using the draft as a reference point because I think that's what the Cowboys front office wants to do. They yeah. want to draft. They love drafting. They love trying to find players. And they do it a 
good. Uh, they do a pretty good job of it. Um, I do not see the level of wide receiver that I've seen from the past three classes of wide receivers in the NFL draft. I don't see that. I mean, I think that you're taking a really a big risk at 26 if that receiver is there. Uh, and I kind of have that feeling that, you know, maybe if we get down the second, third rounds, that maybe it'll, you know, maybe you'll find the right guy. But at 26, I don't see that right guy. And now I would, I'd like to say, you know, if one of those guys were to fall, if one of those guys were to fall to you, and you know, when I'm talking about, uh, you know, the USC kid and and you know Hyatt from Tennessee, and you know, yep. I, I just kind of feel like though those that's kind of where we're at right now. Uh, Johnston from TCU, if they were, you know, if they were to get to you at 26, I'd feel a lot better about that. We'll see with Smith and Jigba the others that are behind because the first four linebacker first four receivers go off the board now at 26 that's not I'm, I'm starting to look at the best tight end in the draft I'm starting to look at maybe the best guard in the draft I'm starting to look at the best corner in the draft and I'm starting to look at other positions is what I'm doing so my point is though if you want to go out and spend money on Odell Beckham maybe that makes some sense or if you want to turn around and move that 26th pick for you know, for a guy that in, uh, in Arizona, uh, in Buffalo, that comes available, I think you have to be open to those kinds of thoughts. You are listening to the Love of the Star podcast. Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can listen to it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.